Hi, you guys. This is Hannah from Besties for the Resties. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode four. I just want to give a little quick precursor. In this episode, we're talking about books. And in a couple of the books, there are some mature themes. They're Christian books, but there are some mature themes. So if you have little ears listening, maybe pause it and listen to it later when you're alone or listen to it with headphones. Because we're not vulgar or anything, but there are a couple of terms that a little kid would definitely ask about. And it would lead to an awkward conversation. So just trying to save you a a talk that you don't want to have to give too early. So... We hope you guys will tune in. I think you're really going to get some good recommendations from this and probably have a laugh or two. So thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. One. Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Candy. And this is Besties for the Resties. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode four. I got to say, we're steamrolling right on through. I know, I know. Uh, apologies for... Again, for the last uh, podcast that we did, that was rough, but yes, it it's gonna, we're, we're getting better. We're getting better. Agreed. I 100% agree. Yes. So today we are going to, dis- to discuss um, our top books, but before we do, it is Sunday and we kind of wanted to talk about uh about Hannah's eventful Sunday today. Yes, I wouldn't say it was that eventful, but we had a wonderful church service today. We had a guest preacher come in, so we all had to make Italian food. I made a lasagna and lots of people made different things. And I just I like really I was asking Candy about this earlier. I'm just gonna bring it to you guys too, I guess. Why do we serve corn and green beans with spaghetti? Like what why? Why? Why did we put those two vegetables with it? I, just, I don't know when that became a thing, but it's a thing. It's it like really anytime is. Anytime we do spaghetti, chicken spaghetti, or just regular spaghetti, it's like green beans and corn. It's like those don't go with. They, they don't. I have I never mean, understood. I feel like honestly, it's, I have so much like corn disgusts me so much anyway. Like I love corn on the cob, <laughs> but if you take it off the cob, it's just immediately nasty to me. And that was one thing about Japan; those people loved corn. Like they put it on pizza, really? they put it in salads, and I'm just like, why? Like it does not belong there. Like what? What are you doing? I just I can't I can't handle it. You know, sure they eat. Raw fish, which actually is really good. I'm not even not even knocking that. They have like fermented soybeans that they eat. All fine with me, but corn on a salad or a pizza, it's just it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> I just feel like corn, corn, I'm just not over that. I just think it pops up where it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like why? Who who said that? Like who decided that was a thing? I just don't guess. <laughs> I don't know, God, but yeah, I agree. I'm very, I'm much with you with the corn. I'm not a fan of it off the cob. Like, I'm not even really a fan with it, like on the cob. But I will eat it on the cob. But I'm not like a huge corn fan, anyway. So. Yeah. See, now here's where it gets weird. I will eat corn on the cob. Like, I can take it off the cob myself. But if it's like canned corn, I just can't. I don't know what it is, but I ain't about it. Like it just, yeah, it, no. it's icky. So I guess that was our just little, our little one moment tangent. Yeah, just our little, yeah, just like our little, you know, bunny trail that we had to go on real quick. Yes. I feel like we go on one of those at least once or twice every episode. So 
I wish I could say it's going to change, but guys get used to it. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. So, all right. Well, um, today we are going to be talking about our favorite books, and I'm really excited about this episode. Honestly, if you would have told me that I could make a podcast with my best friends discussing our favorite <laughs> books, like as a child, I would have called you a liar. I tried to get this <laughs> homie to read my whole life. And she was always like, oh, lame. I hated to read. I hate it. I don't know what happened. But it's like, now it's like, oh, my God, like, reading. And I never understood. I would get so mad at Hannah whenever, like, I would go to her house or somewhere. And she would just coop herself up in her room or, you know, not want to be seen by anybody until she got to reading a book. And I would get so aggravated. But now... Like, I, I really get that now. Like, when you have a good book, like, there are times where I'm like, okay, I want coffee, a good book, and just to stay in my bed and read it all day. And if you would have told me that, I would have called you a liar. But I get it. I'm very, I'm there. I get it. I want to be like a hermit and not finish my book. I would hide in my room when I went to college, when I started reading. I would hide from people. They wouldn't come to my dorm. That way, I, I would lock my door. So I could like finish my book and it, it was like bad. I was like, wow, I've become a hermit. It's fine. After years of not letting me finish, like she would make me talk to her. Uh, not but she would be like, you're going to talk to me. You can, you can make your book later. She had no idea the urgency that these characters were in distress. And until I got to the happy yes. ending, they stayed that way. But then when she starts yeah. reading, she's like, um, I'm actually in the middle of a book, if you don't mind. And it's like, I'm sorry, for the first 18 years of my life, you would not <laughs> let me pause my book. So, no, I will not let you. <laughs> Just kidding. I did because I respect that and I get it. I really do. It's a real thing. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just thankful you read now. It's a it's a miracle. I just want to tell little <laughs> Hannah, like, hang on. A lot of prayers. Y'all are going to fangirl over books and it's going to be great. Yeah, you'll be able to like give each other like, oh, you should read this book. Never thought that would happen. <laughs> Never thought that would happen at all. Suggestions of book that you should read. Uh, look at us now. Having a whole podcast about our face. I know. So we're not going to do like our number one top. Like we're not going to go in order, honestly, because that would be like trying to pick favorite kid. I mean, I assume that's what it would feel like because I don't think yes, I it's so difficult. But I would say these are all books like I would say I'm a these are mostly most all these are either Christian fiction. I think she has a couple of nonfiction on there. Um, I was just kind of carnal. I didn't pick any spiritual to betterment books. I just picked books that enthralled me. I would think we could all agree that a lot of times Christian fiction can be lacking. It's very lame. And it's like, I don't think it should be because just because we're not doing nasty stuff or talking about trashy stuff does not mean that the quality should go down, but it does you guys. So these are like five books that like, I like read super fast and are just so enjoyable, like so enjoyable. So, and I would say these are like higher quality. Honestly, I have a couple of cheesy fiction ones on here, but they're still like, they're not so cheesy that you're like cringing your whole way through. Like they're good. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah, it does. Because sometimes Christian fiction, I'm like, oh Lord, they're like, oh, I've had a, I've had a thought about someone that was just slightly, slightly wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that is not me in my everyday life, sis. Like, I'm not like that at all. I can tell you right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny how, how that is. You know what I mean? So, um. Yeah, let's get started. Wow. So, Candy, what's your first? 
Okay, so my first, and I'm just going to be real. This is like my all-time favorite book. I read it. I read it like maybe three times a year. And if you knew how thick this book is, you would understand that that's a lot. <laughs> but um, anyway, my favorite one, and it's Redeeming Love. It's a classic. It's by Francine Rivers. And oh my gosh, y'all. My, that hands down my favorite book. Like, I'll just go ahead and say that right now. That it is, oh God, it's so good. It's kind of um, about like Hosea. Yeah, a modern and, retelling of Hosea. I yeah, would like preface modern... this. It's like a PG 13 Christian book. I would say that. So, like, if anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad, but it is like, you know, she, well... if you know the story of Hosea and, um, Oh my gosh. Gomer. I've, I've Jose, Jose and Gomer. Yes. Yeah. If you know the story of them, then you know it's, you know, she was a harlot, <laughs> a prostitute. But it's, oh my gosh, y'all. It is so good. And it's just, oh my God, the redeeming power of God's love. That is what it's, oh my God, it's so good. But it's a very, it's like one of my all time favorites. And yes. I love it so much. Honestly, if so. we got real, the Bible probably is R at some point. So, yeah, for real though, for real, like whole passages of the Bible that you're like, read that one at home. We're just gonna pick up from this point in the story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, I can say I read that book as well. Like it is, it is incredible. Everyone needs to read it at least once because it's it's really an allegory for how much God loves you. Like. It is so powerful, so powerful. You just, oh, so good. So good. Oh. But Francine so. Rivers is like my ultimate fave. So um, she is, she's my favorite writer. There's literally, if you see a Francine Rivers book, just pick it up. You're not going to regret it. Like every single book will wreck you. Like you're going to be in tears at some point. It, yes, she just has a way of like just, I don't know, bringing out like, I don't know, just like God's love and his mercy. And that to me is like, I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I love her writing. Her writing is so good. Yes. And she was actually, she wrote um, raunchy fiction before coming to Christ. And then when she can, I'm trying to think of like a way to say it without a bodice ripper novel. She used to write those kind. And she said that like when she came to Christ, she wasn't even sure she was going to write again. But she wanted to write something that was a higher quality with like actual human struggles in it and I will say she actually to me she captures the struggle of like loving someone and actually having to like restrain yourself if that makes sense I feel like we're gonna have to put a yeah. precursor on this that kids can't listen to this I'm like stressing right now I'm like are we talking bad right now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Not that we're, but you know what I mean Dude. like I'm like oh, no no tender ears um yes anyway so uh my first book, I'm actually going to go with one of my uh, one of my favorites, and it's by Tommy Tinney, and it's Hadassah, One Night with the King. It's actually based on the book. I mean, like, it, the movie One Night with the King is based on this, but it is so much better than the movie can ever be, which I'm going to be real with you. When I was, like, 15, I was all about that. There was, like, three Christian movies out there, and that was one of them, and I was all about it. But it is so good. It's so good. And it, it really makes it more realistic. It just puts you in the middle of it. And there were times really like I felt the, the Holy Ghost while I'm reading it. If I'm being real as an apostolic, I was like, oh, yes, Lord, I feel it. And it was just, um, it was very powerful. It really brings God into the story of Esther. And you don't, 
you know, that's kind of what's the funny thing about the book of Esther is I don't think the name, like, God is not mentioned one time in Esther. Like, his hand is there throughout it all. But, like, his name isn't oh, mentioned in it. But Hadassah, One Night with the King, so good. It just really, it makes you think about what she would have had to have gone through to to have to go through that, really. So it just kind of puts you into that situation. And it, it's very incredibly good. I, I really love that. So that would mm-hmm. be one of my one of the ones that I would pick. So what about you? Um, my second book. Um, I mean, it's, this book is really good. There are, it's kind of, it's called the lineage of grace. Let me just go ahead and say that right now. Um, and it's also by Francine rivers. She's like I said, one of my favorite art, artists. Wow. Um, authors. And this book is, it's kind of like five, like five different stories in one. It's, it has like the story of you know of Tamar and it has the story of like Ruth and a couple of different other characters. Rahab, Mary Rahab, and Bathsheba. Yeah. Yes. So good. And it is so good. I would say it's a good read. Like you can read it one time. I mean like one good read. But there I mean I do love the story of Tamar and I love the story of Ruth. So those are like my my all-time favorites out of this book. <laughs> um, and the Mary, Mary's, Mary's is good, but I'm like a sucker for, and you will, and you will learn this later on, of uh, love stories. Anything with a love story in it, I'm sold. So, I mean, it could be like a superhero movie with like a 10 second, you know, love story. And I'm like, there, <laughs> you know, so. Oh gosh. Anyway, no. so what is your... Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, just to talk about Lineage of Grace is so good. I, I think you're sleeping on Rahab, though. Rahab was so good. You didn't like that one? Oh, no, no. Yes, I did like Rahab. I got oh. her confused with Mary. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I, meant, I meant Rahab, not Mary. <laughs> sorry, oh, gotcha. love Mary, too. But, like, Rahab and Ruth and Tamar were my favorites. Yeah, well, I think Mary kind of has a little bit of, like, a Trinitarian vibe to it. So, I feel like it's apostolic. We kind of almost like, mm, not so sure about it. But it does yeah. still, it is still a neat thing to read and think about. Like, I would, I think all of them, I think the least unlikable for me was always Bathsheba. But then I have a friend who absolutely loved that story. And her, like, watching her transform, it really is very powerful. So, all of these really are, like, it's worth a good read. But, like, yeah. I would definitely say the highlights are, like, Tamar and Rahab. But they're all good. They really are. Like, it's just a, an interesting take on You know, it's like a spin on it, but it's so good. Because mm-hmm. you really think about these women that God picked to choose to have in his to have in his line. Like, it's very powerful that that's the ladies he chose, you know? Yeah. I feel like very I good. tell them, and you're like, and you're like expelling them. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, give me like the highlights of them. And like, Hannah's no, like, I hope I'm not like talking too much. So well. No, you're doing so good. I'm like, eh. but anyway. So, what is your second one that you like? I'm not, I'm not the second one, but your your next pick. Is it my? Okay, I'm trying to think. Is it my second? Yeah, it is my second. Yeah, okay. I've, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, probably my second is going to be. It's called "Love Finds You in Snowball, Arkansas," by Sandra D. Bricker. Now, I'm sure you have seen the "Love Finds You" books in the Walmart shelf at the Dollar Tree. Like they have them everywhere. <laughs> and I'm going to say I was a first. This was like one of the very first Love Finds You. This is how you know you're like a, a Christian fiction reader is like, I can remember when these first came out, they hit the shelves like in about 
probably like 20, 2009. I guess we weren't even the aughts yet. So that ought to tell you something. But it was like 2009 or something like that. And I picked this up. Actually, um, the lady I babysat for gave it to me. Shout out to Trish for giving me this book. Um, <laughs> she had it. And it, it's about this girl named Lucy and how she's like in a singles group at her church, which makes it sound lame right away. But hold on. So this is like a Baptist singles group. And she runs, um, runs hospitality for a Arkansas hotel, like a really fancy hotel. And it's about her. She wants to like, she wants like a ring by spring or something like that. And it's just about her trying to get this guy to like her. And it is so funny and so sweet like it's genuinely like a feel-good book and i will say that most of our fondue books are very cringe but this one is really good good to know i'm like making a list of like the ones that you're saying because oh so good i used and it's so funny like you to me it's very rare to find a book that's actually funny and christian maybe that's horrible to say out loud but i've read a lot of them so don't let the other Love Finds You books turn you off from this one. Like I remember one time there was a Love Finds You book and it hurts me because it was in Humble, Texas. Because I guess it's like they use the towns with unique names and it was literally about a man. <laughs> like her, she falls in love with a man who runs a, a funeral home. And it's like, really? That's what y'all are going to do to Humble, Texas? Like you're really going to, you're going to play us that dirty and make it about a <laughs> funeral director? Wow. So, Love Finds You in Snowball, Arkansas, actually worth the read. Do not read Love Finds You in Humble, Texas. It is cringe. Just 1,000% cringe the whole way through. I mean, did I finish it? I'm ashamed to say yes, but it's horrible. <laughs> so, so what's your third? So my third is, um, it's not really like a spirit. I don't know. I don't know if it would be considered a spiritual book. It's just like a really fun read. Um, it's about, it's called, um, eat cake be brave by melissa radke and y'all this lady is like hysterical like she is so funny and each story in this book it is just about her and like just about her getting to know jesus and just like and all the stories in it like are so so good and like her struggles and you know oh my god and like her and her husband like like about finding love with him and Oh my gosh, y'all. It is like one of my favorite books as well. So, it's so, oh, she's so, so, so. Yeah. So good. I um, I feel like me, we've read so many of the same books, so I don't want to just like take over, but it really is like so powerful. She is so funny. Like one minute you're like yes. in tears laughing, and then the next minute you're like sobbing, like about to have a prayer meeting. It's so good. Yes, it is so, so good. good. Like, my, obviously, my favorite chapter is when her and her husband got together. And yes. that is, oh my gosh, I love it. It's so sweet. And then also hilarious how it went down. And then yeah, another sure. one that I, another one that I love in the chapter is like, she had like miscarriage after miscarriage and like her and like, she goes in this great depression and like, just about, it's just about like God bringing her out of it. And like her husband, like, oh, it's just, y'all is so good. Like, oh. Just read it. It's called Eat Cake, Be Brave by Melissa Radke. Shout out to Melissa if you ever listened to our podcast. <laughs> we <laughs> but, love um, you. <laughs> yeah. We're your biggest fans. But uh, yeah, so just like, it's so good. So, so good. Yes. Very, very good. Very good pick. Agree with her. You need to get that one for sure. So my next one is 
this is the last like truly cheesy book on the list. I feel like I'm just going to get these out of the way. It's called The Texas Bells by Kimberly Comino. I believe that's how you say her name. I'm very sorry, Kimberly, if I'm saying your name incorrectly. But it's called The Texas Bells, and it's like four novellas. Now, we all know these these types. If you read Christian fiction, you know these types of books are like really cheesy. And it is a little cheesy. I'm going to be real with you. But I have kept this book and read it so many different times in my life. Like, it's just like a, you could read this in probably an hour and a half all the stories wow. and I have given it to all my friends in college like we all swapped it around and everybody likes a different one of the novellas like I love this one called Court and Patience it is so funny it's just about this awkward girl who is desperate and and a lot of these are about desperate women like does that say something about me? That's a little stressful. <laughs> but like all these awkward desperate women what is wrong with me anyway but <laughs> it is so funny just like what this girl does it's like cringy funny but you will be like your sides will be splitting for some of this and then there are other ones that are really funny too like my friend always loved the one about um this girl named savannah and it like just every one of the novellas every every one of my friends be like oh i didn't like that one but this one was my favorite so you're guaranteed to find one little story that you're gonna love within it and i i don't think it's very expensive i think on kindle i was able to buy the court and patience one for like a dollar maybe like they're very cheap but it was Shut so up. fun such a fun little quick read it's one of those like I read it whenever I need just a little pick me up because it just makes me it makes me laugh you know so definitely recommend oh, wow. the Texas Bells by Kimberly Comino cheesy but like it's the good kind of cheese you know like like Doritos are cheesy but you still could eat a whole bag you know that kind of <laughs> that kind of cheese that's good <laughs> All right. So my my next one, I'm going to go ahead and get these out of the way. And then um, it's called, it's so good though. I feel like it's good for like little kids, you know, Um, or moms that are trying to get their kids to, you know, love holiness and stuff like that. I would say these are really good. Uh, It's called Covered by Love. And it's kind of like a, um, like, like a series it, one is Covered by Love, Unmasked, and then The Girl in the Dress by Lori Wagner. And I think she has, like, some other fellow people writing it with her, but she's, like, the main one that's over it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's – they're so good. It's about, like, why we dress the way we dress. Like, and I think one of, like, the Covered by Love, it's, like – I'm trying to think of what, uh, of what she – it's about holiness, and then it's just kind of, like – it's more than behind the hair. Like it's more than just not cutting your hair kind of a thing. And that like the covered by love is about hair. The unmasked is why we don't wear jewelry and all that kind of stuff. And then the girl in the dress is kind of like why we dress the way we dress. Yes. And it's just so good. I love them. Yes. They really are good books for um, explaining why we choose to like live modestly and to like, not wear makeup and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree there. Those are good books. So my next one is called Reconstructing Natalie by Laura Jensen Walker. I read this book in college. It is so good. It is um, actually like, I'm going to give you the premise of it and you're going to think, mm, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be as good as you're thinking it is, but it really is. You just got to trust me. Uh, it's about a girl or like a lady and she's in it. Like, I think she's 30 maybe. And she ends up getting breast cancer at a very, very early age. Like she's not married, just 
she's like all by herself pretty much. Well, she has her family, like a, a very involved family, but she doesn't have a husband or anything. And she gets cancer. And I think that's what it is. Sorry. It's been, a, I'm a little bit fuzzy on the details, but her, she has a boyfriend and her boyfriend finds out she has cancer and ditches her, like ghosts her pretty much before ghosting is a thing. And um, so it's basically about her having breast cancer and getting through that as a single lady and also still falling. It is about her falling in love and uh, just like recovering from it. And it is so funny, so inspirational. Like it's very real. Like she just like the, the lady talks about like watching friends and like her celebrity crushes. Like it's just, to me, it was one of the first books I read where like she seemed very human. Like she didn't seem like a, she just seemed real. Like not like a, a, like an ideal I feel like a lot of Christian novels the characters in them are like ideal Christians like what what we would hope to be and that's not bad that's a good thing to aspire to that but a lot of times it's like you don't see yourself in characters does that make sense like you can't even see yourself I feel she's relatable like you can relate yourself to her exactly she's very Natalie is very relatable no it is that was that was exactly it's so good but it's just very funny like I know and there are moments that are like will probably make you cry I've said just about every one of these books makes me cry but I cry easy <laughs> you'll find that out like I'm pretty cool but I cry a lot and, yeah. uh, Same. but it is so good Reconstructing Natalie by Laura Jensen Walker like I cannot recommend it enough so all right okay. so what's your last one and my last one is um, The Five Love Languages, uh, and it's by Gary Chapman. Y'all, I know, I know I'm know, i not married, <laughs> clearly, but uh, this, I had to read this in uh, Bible college, and y'all, at first I was like, oh my God, here we go. But it totally transformed the way I, like, the way I think about love and the way I want to be loved, like, it's so so good it's just like because it basically he's basically talking about like everybody has five love languages like i think it's um i can't even think of all of them now but it's like uh oh my god hannah help me out quality love time languages. gift yes quality time. service physical touch and um i'm forgetting the last one Acts of service. Did you say that one already? I said that. So quality time, physical touch, acts of service. Oh, words of affirmation. That was the last one. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. And all those, sorry, I had like a brain moment. Yes. Uh, all those are like, and I, and like we had, we had to take the test. You can take the test on, I think it's like five languages.com. And, uh, it was just, oh my gosh. And I took it and, uh, shocker. Your girl is definitely gifts. <laughs> and quality time (laughs) like those are my main but it's just it just really helped me like it was like oh my gosh like that's how I feel loved and it's not just marriage relationships like I mean if friend relationship you know like you're like how you're loved with your parents like that like it really showed up a lot like it was like wow you know so (laughs) check it out if you're married if you're not I would say you're saying married, but I think literally it'll help you understand your friends better, your parents, your brothers and sisters. It's a very good read. Like regardless of being married or single, I would suggest it because it just helps you to understand yourself and others better. Because like if you think about it, like 
some people give love in different ways and it's like you can feel unloved but you're not like a person is Mm -hmm. showing you love just in a different way than you're used to so it really is an eye opener like me and my friend hope like when we were in school together you know we read it or i don't know if she read it or not but we had we both had to take the the you know the test and everything and it really helped our friendship because she is acts of service and quality time and i am quality time and gifts <laughs> you know so it was like you know i don't know it was just like you know she was showing me by like doing stuff for me and i'm like i could care less about that <laughs> you know you don't have to do crap for me just you know just and so she just you know so anyway it was just like we both like we were like okay yeah i get it now you know so it's just really good in any friendship you know it was it was like that so i say just and sometimes a lot of the time like spouses they are showing you like how they want to be loved like they may be quality time and acts of service or you know whatever and then you may be gifts and you know something else and you're you're showing them by gifts and they need you know so it's like like you're missing each other yeah so anyway it's just really really good 1000% agree with that like so good so I'm a candy buy it check it out to the library however you do it very good so my last one is Lantine Rivers (laughs) (laughs) and this is actually three books and this is not like novellas this is three huge thick books but I I cannot recommend these enough. I read these while I was babysitting a little girl, actually my cousin, and I read it during her naps. And let me tell you, I was in distress because I bought I got the first book, and the first book ends on a cliffhanger. And I'm not talking a little cliffhanger. It's like a how is this even going to continue on? Because I called my aunt on. She was like, "Oh yeah, don't worry, it gets better." And I was was like if you have just set me up to read these books and then just hurt my feelings this way like wrong but um it's called the mark of the lion series by Francine rivers and the first book is called a voice in the wind the second is an echo in the darkness and the third is the coming of the dawn you can tell which books are my favorite the first two are my favorite but a lot of people oh as sure as the dawn is the third book title but these books are so incredible. It's like a real epic. It spans quite a bit of time. And it is about um, this slave girl named Hadassah. She's a Jewish girl. And she's there at the fall of Jerusalem. Like, right, this is like maybe like 80 years after the death of Christ. So this is, this is set pretty much like around the apostles time. And it is Ooh. so powerful. So she gets orphaned really early I'm not really spoiling anything by telling you that that happens like within the first chapter of the book just about and she is sold into slavery and is sold to this uh Roman family like this very wealthy Roman family and it's just about her like changing those around her it actually has a beautiful love story I don't really want to give too much away because that some of the magic of it is just like you fall in love with these characters but I'm gonna tell you right now Mark Marcus Aurelius is still my dream man, like forever and always, <laughs> but it is so good. Like, I just, I can't even like, it's just powerful. It's such a good Testament just to talk about soul winning, like the power of soul winning and about um, just how you can have an influence. Like she's a very quiet girl 
And it's just about how you can have an influence, even if you're on the quieter side. And it's about standing up for truth, even when it's hard. I really, I'll tell you again, I felt the Holy Ghost reading these books. I think, I think that Francine Rivers is spirit filled. You couldn't tell me otherwise. I mean, she may not be fully apostolic, but homegirl's got a little bit to her walk because you can really feel the Holy Ghost yeah. reading her books. I don't care what you say. Like if you read it, you're going to agree with me. For real. <laughs> oh my God, you're so funny. Yes, I th- that is all my like because I have like a book list of what I want to read, and that right there is at the very top, the tippity top. So it is so good, honestly. If I'm gonna say all of them are good, but oh man, if you just want to be wrecked emotionally, I think you should read those. But I will say, if you read book one, you better have book two directly next to you, or you're gonna be furious. Because I was ready to like throw my whole book series out. Like I was like, what? But it's so good. I just I'm telling you, so good. It's just very, very cool. And it's just it's an idea of what it would have been like to live right after Christ had ascended. So it's just a very interesting time period. And it's very good. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I would even recommend this for men. I think men can enjoy this book because it also has, like, the third book specifically is about, like, the first two books are about the Roman household in Hadassah, and the third one is really about a gladiator. And um, his name is Atreides. Uh, that's how I always say his name. Like, I looked it up, like, how to actually, it's like Atreides or something like that, but I just sound like a real, like, <laughs> loser when I say it. So I say Atreides. But he is a German man. Like, he actually is in, like, Germania before it's Germany. But it's Germania. And he gets captured. So he's, like, a barbarian and has to become a gladiator. And it's about him becoming a gladiator and, like, falling in love and eventually coming to Christ. Like, this is – it's just powerful. To me, these are, like, real testimonies of, like, salvation. Like, I know it's not real. But it is – to me, it's a a faith builder. It built my faith when I was, like, 16, 17 when I read it and – it made me want oh, to fall wow. in love with a moody Roman man for about a million years. I mean, I got over it. <laughs> well, you did get a, a moody man. I was like, a moody Mexican <laughs> man. I mean, hey. <laughs> Brooding and tan. God. That was the basic sport right there, baby. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's hysterical. But yes, I cannot recommend enough the Mark of the Lion series. I've been begging Candy to read it since like about 2009. So fingers crossed this is the year. <laughs> hey i have gotten so better i feel like it's like when people pressure me to read i'm like yeah yeah you so know true. i know I need to that is quit. a series that i really do want to read huh i know i know it's my own fault because i do the same thing we're we're the exact same if you tell me to read it you need to i'm like mm, but i don't want to <laughs> my, yeah hope. i'll read on my own time our poor my poor sister hope She's always like, guys, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Like, read it, watch it, listen to it. And we're, yes. like, and we're like, please. Uh, we'll get to it. And then it's like, we'll get to it later. I remember she kept recommending this um, this movie on Netflix. I don't know if I should say that. Maybe it's bad. But it's called the Guernsey Literary <laughs> Potato Peel Pie Society. And that is a mouthful. Oh, God. And she was like, watch it, it, watch it, watch it. And it's, it's very clean, I think. There was nothing. It's a very clean clean movie yeah it's very clean there was so, that on it. very classy you know what i mean it's like a very old school reserved romance which is the best kind let's be real and yes. uh she i mean literally it was probably six months she was on me to watch this movie and i was like i don't get to it i don't know like it just it looks kind of lame it didn't look lame <laughs> i had had it on my list but when she said to watch it it was like well i didn't get to discover yes. this 
and she yeah and she was the thing to me and I was like I hope he please like I'll get to it in a minute you know and, it's, and I had on my list too to watch but when she was like telling me to do it it was like why do we do this to her why do we just like ignore what she has to say when it comes to movies it's just like Maybe, does, the girl's got does have good taste in movies sometimes. And, and books I don't know why I do this but yeah, so she was like, do it, do it, do it. And we were just like, yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. And then I, I remember I watched it and I was like, I cannot believe I waited this long. And she was like, why do you do this to me? Like, I've been begging you to I'm- do this. <laughs> so, love you, Hope. I know. I wish I would have listened yes. to this sooner. I know. So. Many, many times in movies that you've told us to watch and we just didn't. Because oh. we're fools. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, we... This I know that we actually have kind of talked quite a bit about this. So going over thirty minutes know. today, very passionate about books, as you can about tell. books, yeah, yes. almost forty. Days. So we've given but you any... ten books to read and one movie to watch if you have Netflix. So yeah, I mean, if you watch movies, I mean, you may be one of those people that don't watch movies. <laughs> also, great. Please don't be offended. Come back. Yeah, but we're just being real this is who we are you know but yes. uh definitely i hope you will check these out and we want to say thank you guys for listening to the first three episodes and going into episode four we super appreciate it so if you if you come back after the third episode you really do love us so for real <laughs> oh man i was like <laughs> they're gonna leave us all so if you are listening to this episode, yeah this is this you. is the end i had a good run <laughs> You know, like so. Thank you so much, and until next time, I'm Hannah, and I'm Candy, and we're besties for the rest. Okay, we've got to get better at that. (laughs) I know we can't do it. Well, I thought we agreed that you would do the beginning besties for the resties, and I would do the the resties. (laughs) I'm sorry, you paused. I didn't know. Okay, for dramatic effect. One more time. So, anyway. until next time, I'm Hannah. And I'm Candy. And this is Besties <laughs> for the Resties. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.